This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Jr. with a 12th place finish at Sonoma, Mike. Did you see my man Dukes a hazarding it through the grass? The Dale Jr. download starts now. Hey, man. We finished one. 10 4. Still didn't get in the top 10. Guess we'll have to come back next year. Couple more, we're gonna be single digits. Yeah, my best finish. Still stands. P11. I'm with you. All right. I guess I have to come back next year. That's right. With (laughs) TJ Majors and Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. Hey, good day yesterday for the 88. I know that, you know, Stevie Letard will be on with us here in just a second, Mike. Um, A top 15 or a top 12 finish, as he was writing on Twitter, isn't the standard by the 88. But you have to pick your spots. And, And knowing that Sonoma is a track that's been very difficult for Dale Jr. in the past and for this 88 team, I thought they really gained on it. It's his, he admits it's his worst track uh, and his least favorite track, and it felt like a top 10. Would you agree with that? Like, even though he finished 12th, it felt like a top 10. He raced in the top five for a good bit of it. Yeah, I mean, it, he, he usually runs good there. So, um, you know, I felt like it was definitely a good um, a good finish, but I definitely think there's plenty of opportunity. You know, he's good enough to run better than that there still than what he gives himself credit for. All right, I know you don't want to talk any more about all this, Mike. I know we'll get to Steve Letarte. I know you don't want to get into the nuts and bolts. You just want to talk about the pass and the dirt grass. I want to talk about <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. I want to talk about crashing on pit road before the green flags even waved. Yeah. This was a crazy race, and it was it was very entertaining to watch. It was pretty clean at the end, but let, let's get into it. You mentioned the craziness before the race even starts. I mean, the fact that we had a wreck on pit road before the cars even got out on the track is unbelievable. How about this? Uh, let, let's listen to this, Dustin. Man, we've had two destroy their stuff under pace lap. The 52 hit the 19 so hard, he destroyed it. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking to Dent. I'm talking to the radiator. And we got the 51 on pit road, jacked up on jack stands. We've had three cars fall out. We ain't taking the green. He really is old jack stands. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I, I honestly, like I got to ask TJ. Junior didn't believe it. Yeah. I got to ask TJ, have you ever once thought to have to spot before they actually leave pit road, no, and we can't even see pit road there. So, but when they come up, when he came up the hill there, and I saw the right front push back, you know, to the radiator, <laughs> almost to the tire, I was pretty surprised by that. And that's on pit road. There's I mean, like thirty-five mile hour speed limit or something, ain't there? I can just see that the spotters are still kind of you know plugging their wires in. They're not even really uh, you know in yeah. spotting mode yet, and here they are. They're crashing already. I think I speak <laughs> for ninety-nine point eight percent of the people listening to this podcast when I say. Who in the blue hell are <laughs> Paulie Haraka and Alex Kennedy? Okay, I mean, that was my first thought. All right, who are these people, first of all? Because I know you, you have your road course racers, and these dudes come out of the woods, you know, and you don't hear from them again until you get to Watkins Glen. But uh, that was the first thought. The second thought was clearly um, the first car slowed down because something was happening, and the, and the guy behind him was on his cell phone or he's listening to music or whatever. He's not watching in front of him, and he T-bones. I mean, it was crazy seeing that. Right. It's as if he was texting. Yeah. <laughs> he, must have been. Might have been. he may have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to see him again probably. All right. Uh, so th- you certainly had a wild start to the race, uh, but we've already talked, TJ, about the first green flag run. There was also a plan involved where you guys really pick up some spots. And uh, Dale Jr. running seventh when Denny, Denny Hamlin wrecked on lap 68. Let's hear that, Dustin. 
got a fire over here. Yeah, 11 hit over there, and uh, got spun out over there, and the grass is on fire. All right, buddy, we're staying out. We are sticking with our plan here. Stay out. We need to go a couple more laps. See it. Yeah, we need seven yellows from here to make it. That's not our race. Our race is to run 20, 10, see if a caution comes out. Maybe these guys will come. You know, we're, we're in a different race. I'm, I'm sticking with our plan. All right. Are we thinking about pitting under green early? That's correct. That's correct. You know, we could go to like 10 to go, but I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to pit with like 20 to go. And that way, if Akashi comes out with like 15 to go, these guys are going to have to come get tires, and we're going to stay out on five lappers. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking, trying to catch another yellow. That was the plan all day, TJ, clearly, and it really worked. Picked up a lot of spots. Yeah, that was uh, – we had to do something for some track position to uh, set ourselves up for later in the race to, um, you know, keep it. And we were in a good spot to have a, a shot at winning. I mean, we had speed. We just needed to have the track position to – you know, I feel like if we could have got out front at some point and, and got away a little bit, we could have, we could have, you know, possibly held on to it and maybe won. Mike, I don't know about you, but in, in a situation like this, especially in a race like Sonoma and to some degree Watkins Glen, you know, Larry Mack always talks about how his calculator is on fire. I think a lot of us, our head is just spinning, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how many more laps can Junior go? Can he get back in a situation where he's going to be in the top five? Brian Vickers, how in the world is he up there, you know, when he starts in the 30s someplace and he's running in the top five for a long time? Obviously, and we'll get to Marty Truex here in just a minute, but um, everybody is running their own race. That's what's so crazy about it. And I don't even try to figure it out. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. I just wait till about 20 to go, yep. and then I kind of sit there and go, all right, now where are we at? Who can make it and who can't? And yep. who's close? And that's pretty much how I did it. Because I tweeted this yesterday. I said, look, I'm not smart enough to know what all the strategies are. I am smart enough, smart enough to know that half of them are going to end up in a gravel pit in the last 10 laps. So forget strategies right now. Stick to your plan, which is what they did. No reason to pit with just because other people are pitting. They get up there, and you know what? Dale Jr. looked like he belonged up there. He was in second. He, I think Gordon passed him for uh, for second, but he stayed in third up until the time they pitted again. And, and earlier in the race, um, when when they stayed out, uh, Dale Jr. got up to to fifth, I believe, and he was and it was a long green flag run, and he stayed at he, he only fell to seventh. I mean, so again, to to piggyback what you guys are saying, very competitive with the leaders uh, all day long when he was up there, but again, had to pit, uh, for the final pit stop. Um, and, and then Kyle B Bush's wreck on lap 82 forced uh, the 88 team to pit a few laps short of when they wanted to, but well within their window, let's hear that final pit stop. 18 in the tire barrier. He's rolling again. All right, buddy. We got a pit here. Yeah. Hopefully we ran long enough that three quarters of the field will come with us. We'll just have to see. I wish we could have run about five or eight more before the caution came out. I think more would have pitted, but we didn't. Try to keep us in clean air the best, of the, but we can't keep you up front anymore. We gotta get back there and race it. So there's 26 to go this next time by. We are good on fuel without a doubt. Guys in front of us got a pit. They're probably trying to stretch it. I would say they all think they can make it with these last couple cautions. They're probably really close or short a little bit. We got about 12 lap pressure tires and all of them. We're just gonna have to see how far we can get up in there. All right, there you go, Mike. And he restarts 19th, and it sets up two laps later, one of the coolest moves I've seen Dell Jr. make in a long time. He restarts 19th, makes a couple of passes on that first lap, and then David Strimmey spins around. Is it turn seven, TJ, that, that, cor yeah, that corner where I, they come back? I call it five. But. Okay, right, right. But, but uh, Strimmey gets loose, turns around, 
And I think David Reagan actually pushed Junior wide, and then Junior just took matters in his own hands. He went to the grass. Those those real slow corners like that, when cars spin out, they don't tend to slide a whole – they tend to sit right in the middle of the track. So you have to either go way underneath them or way outside of them. And, you know, as you saw and, and liked so much, he decided to go to the outside, Baja out there. Did At any point, TJ, did you consider saying – Use the grass, Dukes, Dukes, Dukes. <laughs> At any point, did you consider saying that? I, I, I did actually consider say use the grass if you have yeah. to. But you know, if I if I say use the grass and we go out there and rip the front fender off it or something, then right. you know. But uh, you know, most time they just make a quick reaction, yeah. and um, I was a little nervous trying to get him back on the track because I couldn't tell the grip level that he had. It looked looked pretty dry and slick. Yeah. But um, you know, the '78 car was coming with a big run and. And I knew we weren't just going to come back on gradually, so I was hoping he was going to follow us, and it all kind of all worked out right. My only regret that whole time was, at that moment, Carter Johnson belongs <laughs> in the TV booth. Do you know who Carter Johnson is, Taylor? No. Carter Johnson is a YouTube sensation. He was known as the Coonskin oh, Hat yes. Man. Well, yes. A couple years ago, he was describing at Panama City, uh, Panama City Beach, he was describing a bank robber. He was a witness to a car, a getaway car, and there's a fabulous YouTube clip. In fact, we have a clip of it right here. This is Carter Johnson, a kid, describing the getaway car of a bank robbery. He came in Dukes of Hazard, getting it, digging like that, like Dale Jr., and then hooked up and shot forward. And when he hooked up and shot forward, that's when he came and, and, and hit. I mean, I, I never get tired of hearing that. That is never. one of my favorite clips. My favorite part is the ending. I mean, he knows when like, – he said he was hooked up. Yeah. So, you know, he, <laughs> I mean, he's into the sport. He Give should, that man a job. Yeah, yeah. He should be interning somewhere, man. <laughs> I mean, he knows when a car is hooked up. I want to find Carter Johnson. Somebody out there that listens to Dirty Mo' Radio that lives near Panama City Beach in Florida, find me Carter Johnson. We will have him on this show. Send Hog on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back on track here. Dale Jr. finishes 12th in Sonoma. Uh, seventh, really tied for six in the points and has a very good chance, uh, only a couple points uh, behind uh, fifth place. Let's hear what uh, Dale Jr. had to say after the race. Had a good strategy on pit road, and just, uh, you know, come home with a decent finish. So we'll take it. Uh, this is definitely my worst race track, my least favorite <laughs> track. So we'll take whatever. We take top 15 here anyway. What was the toughest thing out there? Casey Kane mentioned grip. What was it for you? Uh, well, just trying to get the car to turn in turn uh, seven and, and – the turn 11, man, they just couldn't turn. And at the end of the race, uh, you know, you just you, you couldn't get turned through there. It was just really hard all day long. It's, these things are handful right here. And I'm, it really uh, brings out the uh, worst in, in guys like me. So uh, we feel good about running as well. A couple things here before we go. We want to thank Mike Hogue for, uh, for helping us out there with some audio. Uh, but I can't get past what TJ just said about going to find the coonskin guy. And that sounds like an assignment for Hogg. No, I, if it's Panama City, I'll be happy to go. You know, it's what I'll do to find Carter Johnson. There's only one snack food here at Dirty Mo Radio, and that's Dale Jr. Potato Chips. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to find a store that carries them or place an order for yourself. That's DaleJrFoods.com. Let's speed dial. Speed dial. Let's bring in uh, the crew chief for the 88. He is uh, Steve Latart with Mike Davis and TJ Majors. I'm Taylor Zarzer. Stevie, do I need to prepare you for this? Because there are going to be times during this interview where TJ is going to say something of, Taylor, I, I will lead you to the next question. You know, some, <laughs> something like, the, in five, four, three, 
It, are you prepared? I, mean, I was going to need a whole lot more preparation than this if I knew I was going to talk to TJ on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I figured you'd pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what a wild race! We'll, we'll talk about the twelfth place finish in a minute. But um, first, some uh, some other questions. A a wreck. I mean, T Bone total your car wreck on pit road before the race even starts. You ever seen anything like that before? I haven't. I haven't. You know, I started. You know, you always go to Sonoma with some apprehension, and I was like, man, I just hope we don't finish last. Man, we didn't have to worry about that because before we even rolled off the road, there was four cars out of the race. So uh, it was, uh, it helped our odds for sure. But no, I, that's too bad. I know Paulie's a rocker. He's a really nice kid, and 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 I feel bad for him because man, he's gonna make a lot of highlight reels for sure. Well, yeah. there you go, Taylor. Somebody does know of him. Well, it's, I, I had never heard of him. I'm sorry. But <laughs> uh, but uh, Stevie clearly uh, knows who he was. I don't know if he was on his cell phone at the time or he was looking to the right or what, but uh, clearly uh, was not prepared for, for what happened there on Pitt Road. But, uh, you know, Steve, uh, first and foremost, uh, we, we've talked a lot. Mike and I have joked. We've busted each other's chops about road course racing, and I, I didn't have the highest of expectations in Sonoma, I have to be honest. I was very, very happy with this finish. And I was very happy with the finish based on what Dale Jr. said after the race. This He does not like going there. Yeah, no, I mean, we know going to Sonoma is a struggle. Um, just, you know, everybody has those tracks on the circuit, and that's ours. And we knew going there it was going to be an uphill battle. But but we, we, we tried to work our best through practice, work our best through qualifying. And then in the race, you know, I discussed a strategy with a couple of the engineers on the team, and we came up with it, and we were going to stick with it. And uh, I think it worked pretty well. It kept us out of the mess for majority of the race but at some point you have to get in the mess and it did with about 20 to go unfortunately we were able to kind of uh, avoid it from there and and come back with a 12th place finish we'll take it we'll take it man it's still rolling it hadn't been rolling the last two years so it rolled on the truck without the help of a wrecker and uh, it was a pretty nice finish speaking of that what was your impression of dale jr's move to miss that wreck on lap 86 i mean did you actually see it when it happened on the monitor or did you see it later well i heard tj said go wide and that's really all he said, and I looked up, and it was us in dirt, and I couldn't see the track. I had no idea where we were. We could have been somewhere up in Napa Valley, for all I knew. It was, it was, I had no reference of what corner we were even in. And then he just kind of reappeared. What I would like to know is what poor Kurt Bush was thinking as he was barreling down the S's, and we were coming out of the gravel at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> That's right. I'd like to know if he, what, you know, if he was like, this isn't going to work, where's this guy going? I'd like to know what his opinion was, but it was a heck of a move. Um, you know, I'm thankful the guys on the team did such a good job with our cooling and the stuff in our duct work and all to keep the gravel out of there. It allows a car to have a little off-track altercation and keep running. And you know, I think that actually cost us a couple. That that wreck up there cost us a couple spots. We might have had a shot at the top ten. I, I'm again. I, I've been busting TJ on this. I, I'm hoping in the future he will yell something like "Bo F and Duke, man." You know, or <laughs> or, or, or some "Go Dukes." I mean, we we got to come up I'm with a. T- you, yeah. TJ was speechless because I heard "Go wide, go wide." I flipped over to Kurt's radio because I wanted to hear what he was saying. I, when we were out in the dirt, I was I heard Kurt yell, it was Dale, yeah. And, uh, he, yeah let us, exactly. he let us back on. I'm you, man. <laughs> uh, Stevie, listen, we played radio clips of you telling Dale Jr. the strategy uh, during the fifth caution and, and, and fourth caution. What would have had to happen to be a perfect scenario for the 88 team? Because you talked about how that last caution when you guys pitted was actually about five laps sooner than what you would have preferred. So what would have been the perfect scenario? Because, honestly, road course strategies confuse the heck out of me. So that's why we need you to clarify it all. Okay, so here's the the deal. We committed from the beginning of the race to stop three times. We were 
going to stop three times no matter what. That was the plan. So because of that, you don't worry about your first two fuel windows. So when we were out there riding around a lap, at, lap 80 or so in the top five, our plan was to run to lap 90 and then pit under green. You don't lose a lap. You go to the, towards the back of the pack, but then any caution after lap 90, you can stay out. So the perfect world is if that eight, lap 83 caution comes at lap 93, you know, we probably restart fourth or fifth. And I think that would have been the perfect scenario gotcha. is if we could have pitted on the green and then the caution came out. But um, Or even if it would have just ran to 88 or 89, those extra five or six laps, I think would have pulled five or six more cars in. You know, It was disappointing to me to see that the 35 and the 10 and the 30, you know, they have every right to stay on the racetrack and run their strategy. But I didn't have those guys staying out. I had those guys just, you know, coming to get tires running in the back trying to, to make it to the finish, and they chose to stay out, which is their prerogative. But that put us and the five, for that matter, farther back than we wanted to be on the restart. But we still made it through there. But as you saw, like the 35 and the 30 is the caution that caused us to go through the gravel or the, the accident. You know, those are the ones that, as a crew chief, you never really plan on. I think we should have restarted somewhere 14th or 15th. Instead, That's right. we had to restart close to 20th. That's right. Steve, um, my, my thought um, from your perspective on a race like this is this is the opposite of Talladega for a crew chief. Like, you have no control, you know, in Talladega. You're just watching, um, and, and or that's where you have the least control, I guess. Here, I mean, you, you're not only the crew chief, but you're part-time spotter, you know, because you can't see the entire course. Is this as much – is this as mentally exhausting for a crew chief as any race? They really are, and part-time is an accurate statement because I forgot I was spotting when we run Jimmy Johnson to the fence off turn 11. <laughs> then after we crashed him, I realized that was my section of the racetrack <laughs> spotting. So I, I was a little late to that one. But, um, yeah, no, it is. It, you know, it's hard because there are different ways to call that race. You know, we, I've been very fortunate in 06. I won out there with Jeff, and, and we had the dominant car, and it was – um, a different type of stress. It was a few miles stress. You knew you were only stopping twice. There was never a reason to stop a third time. Nobody was going to pass you on the racetrack. And then when you go out there with Dale and he doesn't love the place and our car is not the greatest, you, you know, a two-stop strategy doesn't work. If you're the last car in old tires, you're going to end up in the gravel back there. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we had to come up with a creative strategy. And, and I was proud of this one. This one limited our risk for the majority of the day. And you can't ri- limit the risk all day long. At some point, you have to get in the mess. And we finally did with about 20 to go. But we managed it pretty well and brought it home in one piece. How would you assess his uh, spotting skills, TJ? Once he once he started doing it, they were great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stevie, how would you assess TJ's spotting skills under caution when Dale Jr. is about to uh, hit pit road or, or not pit road? And, and he's sitting there apologizing for something that happened 10 laps earlier. I mean, you know, Mike, it's not a big deal. It's only the entire pivoting point in the entire race. It's the last fuel window. You know, we built a road course car. We tested. We went all the way to Sonoma. It was basically the caution of all cautions to discuss. So, I mean, it really wasn't that big deal. Was was on the radio when we were coming down through. Well, wait, wait, no. what he didn't tell I mean, is he said we were staying there. And uh, I could tell poor TJ felt bad because he instantly, he, he, you know, TJ likes to argue, and he didn't even argue this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry, and, sorry. And like I said, Steve, you know I argue until I'm right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He only argues when he's right. So since that's all the yeah. time, he likes to argue. But, that's funny. But no, it, it was a fun day. Um, you know, it, it, it's man, that place is a battle. It's a battle. It's like it's like going to the bar after two a.m. Man, you know, there's a lot of aggression and not a lot of patience, and and you know, they usually end up in pit fights somewhere around the track. Well, um, it's over with now. On to Kentucky, a very very different challenge. 
from uh, Sonoma. Look forward to seeing you there. Steve Letart, crew chief for the 88, joining us here on the Dale Jr. Download. Thank you, Stevie. All right, guys. Thank you. Let's get some reaction theater. Yeah, Nick Linda might have walked across a high wire, but that Dale Jr.'s got a big ball bag make that pass through the grass. Hell yeah. <laughs> Again, that, that I, I have nothing to add to that. I, I just <laughs> I don't feel comfortable adding to that. <laughs> that's that's Dan the Junior fan has said that now multiple times, and that visual is just not one I enjoy. Next. Straighten in the curves. Flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. <laughs> well, it's not Wayland, but it's close. <laughs> it's not Wayland. But we, we, still, we still appreciate it. I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, we got to come up with a term, you know, if if Junior has to go off track again. You know, I texted Bo Dale Bo F. and Duke, man. Bo F. and Duke. I told him, uh, as you guys were flying back, I was texting with Dale, and I was like, man, that was such a cool movie. And he goes, ah, oh, there's nothing to it. Well, I said, I don't think you've seen it yet. So I actually uh, recorded it on my phone, and then I put Waylon Jennings' song to it and then sent it to him, and then just well, we had so much fun with that. <laughs> yeah, we were watching it on the plane. Next. Hey, just got finished watching this guy walk across the Grand Canyon. Now I know how Stevie and TJ felt all day watching the 88 go around Sonoma. Great top 15 guys. Keep the mojo going. <laughs> I don't is that, know. Is well, that what it felt like? We're comparing Nick Walinda walk, yeah. walk across I think the Grand I'm the only one. I look forward to going there, and I feel like we have a shot at winning when we get there. Oh, really? Of, yeah, man. Taylor. A couple people actually think he does good at road courses. Yeah, that's I fine. Do. That's good for them. Listen. I'm, I'm going to listen to what the, the driver said <laughs> after the race. I don't know if you heard that. Friday's not payday. Sunday is. And I feel like we got a good chance when that day rolls around. There you go. Next. <laughs> Some things never change. We can't crack the top five at Sonoma, and Kyle Bush still acts like a five-year-old after the race. Keep it going, 88. Hell yeah. Did he? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure that he I'm did. I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pat, he was on Twitter writing, writing back oh, to the, a bunch of oh, fans. Okay. It was really entertaining. Something yeah. t- something tells me he was a little upset with the 99 and, and, and several others uh, okay. on uh, on Sunday. All right, what you got? Man, I was trying to eat my day on day on our two chips, man. Dale Jr., he's going through the day on grass, man. Like, damn, whoa, man. Dale, where you going, man? The track's that way. <laughs> but that damn day on saved it, man. Dale, uh, yeah. Is that, is that Carter? Is that, is sounded that Carter? a little bit like him. <laughs> it did. It did sound a little bit like him. He's and older now. That clip on YouTube's got to be a, it's a couple years old, right? Yeah, so he's got to. We, we, we got to get these Dale, yeah, t shirts made. Mm-hmm. Next. Way to go, guys, man. Great run, Dale. I would have done what Steve said, though. You should have punted him. You're the better man, though. Way to go, Truex. Happy for him. I mean, I, I think everybody is. And, and Dale and Junior's been friends with him for a long time. A lot of people around here are. Yeah, we should mention that Martin Truex yeah, did win it, the race. <laughs> it's pretty awesome to see Martin win. He's been in contention so many times. Yeah. He has some of the worst luck anyone could ever have. I, I've, I've witnessed it. It's so. been uh, It's been six years, so good for him. Next. All right. I can't take it no more. Who the hell is TJ to tell Junior to let the freaking 42 bike and the 15 bike? I'm sick of it. Basically, (laughs) what he's saying is the four car, the 15 car, is four car legs back. Oh, he's too bad. Oh, why don't you just let him go by? Wave your hand out there and say goodbye. I'm tired of it. Why don't you worry about what's out front? Who gives a <laughs> about what's going on in the back? Wow. That's what pretty the, good, 
Well, wow. there's, there's TJ, a, what do you guys say about uh, that? Evidently, he doesn't pay too close attention to the race and uh, or 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 lap times because when they run a half a second faster a lap than you, they're probably either going to pass you really quick or you're going to get wrecked and you're going to end up 30-something. So I'll take the 12th and let them go by. They run a different let, strategy. And, and let's clarify, that was probably halfway halfway point of the race, right? Or was yeah, that, it was getting close. I mean, you're, it was setting was up for the, the end. No, no, no. I mean, he was like in sixth or, or he was like in fifth or sixth at that point. So that was before the uh, the pit stop to get up to second. Next. Hey, let's start with Saturday. Hate to see Regan Smith get spun out a couple times. Only got one thing to say about that. Parker Kligerman, it's okay to use the brake pedal, dude. As far as Sunday's concerned, well done by Dale Jr. I know uh, Sonoma's never been the best track for him in the past, but uh, awesome to see a, a P12 in that. Wish it could have been a P10, but then again, hey, it's 12 and he didn't get spun out. That's true. We didn't talk about the nationwide race. Parker Kligerman, uh, or yeah, it was just a. I won't go to Parker like Cleveland. I'll go the Regan Smith route, and he had a really good race going, and then pretty much got ran over. Yeah, I think the seven. Well, it's just it's disappointing when you see guys hit three cars in one corner and take them all out. Look, I understand if you're upset with one guy, and you rough them up a little bit, but don't take three cars out. That's, that, that's, that's the uh, downfall of a lot of the guys in that series, and that's what'll keep them, you know, from advancing to the next series. Well said. Next, we've seen a wussy ass kick, now a pap slap. Regan, you can go full-out pile drive around about 15 people. Sonoco's going to stop funding these races because these guys think it's a demolition derby. Stay out of the series. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed in that because I we, we were calling our shots near the end of the nationwide race, and, and I had Regan, I had the 77 winning after he, because I figured he was just going to pile his way to the front the rest of the way, and, and I had Regan clocking him in victory lane. That was my call, but oh. it didn't happen. Uh, disappointing that that well I, maybe for some but uh, when you're the points leader obviously you got to be yeah. smart and he still has a uh, still has a big advantage just not as big as it was but still a big 28 point advantage over Algar next the finish of this nationwide race was absolutely ridiculous I can't how do half these guys even get jobs racing they run all over each other road coast course ringers they have no respect for anybody that's racing for points. Then you got guys like Kligerman, who's never going to win a championship. He runs over somebody who shouldn't even be in the race, and Brigham has to pay the price for it. It's ridiculous. I tell you what, I am I am kind of glad to hear that so many people were watching the Nationwide race and are this animated about it to what they were calling it <laughs> Reaction Theater. I mean, Clark, Kligerman's taking a beating, uh, but at least as he people, should. Yeah, as he should, but at least people were watching. This good. Take, a lot what, of good, take lot of, what you give. That's right. A lot of good drama this week uh, on both circuits. Next. I hope all you jackasses run out of gas. Parker Clitterman, <laughs> crew chief, think you got an old hot? God, keep this race. <laughs> okay. Before we wave the white flag, there are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. There's something for everybody. Go to DaleJrFoods.com right now to get yours today. Let's throw that white flag. There you go, buddy. All right, testing resumes this week as the 88 team will shake down some of the race cars at a track that is not disclosed on this program. However, if you live near a racetrack and you hear race cars and it's weekday, well, it's probably Dale Jr., Taylor. Oh, okay. Jr. will be doing some production work for Nationwide Insurance, which makes this a perfect time to play a clip of Regan Smith singing the Nationwide jingle in Michigan's Victory Lane last week. I know there's some Nationwide Insurance folks up in the up in the booth up there, and I promised them I'd sing the Nationwide jingle if I won, so uh, Nationwide is on your side. Oh, thank Ooh. God he could drive race cars, yeah. right? 
<laughs> we had a few more awesome entries in our fan hairstyle contest this past week. You can check them out at Junior Motorsports' Facebook page or upload your own photo under the contest tab. Some tremendous prizes up for grabs. It's easy to do. Just fix up your hair and show us who your favorite driver is. Upload it, and then you are entered. Now, don't forget all the racing action is at Kentucky this weekend. The Nationwide Series race is Friday night on ESPN, and the Cup race is Saturday night on TNT. And finally, I personally mailed out Dirty Mo Radio decals to five people last week for correctly telling me, get this, how many sensor beeps were in Reaction Theater. <laughs> so wow. I had so much fun sending out decals, I'm going to do it again. So stay tuned to my Twitter feed. It's at MikeDavis88 uh, to see what ridiculously easy contest I come up with. But in return, you guys can do me a favor, and that's tell your fellow Dell Jr. fans about Dirty Mo Radio. Because word of mouth is going to help us grow into something spectacular. And make sure you rate us on iTunes. So That's right. We always appreciate that. TJ, we appreciate you. Thanks. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks to Steve Letarte for being on the show as well. Thanks to all y'all that uh, called Reaction Theater. Dustin does such a great job for us as well. For Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download on Dirty Mo' Radio. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.